Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow Well, we think we can, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here every week, every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, because we think we can make a difference. And it's really not us, although to make a lasting difference, it's Christ in us. That's what we believe. And uh, so we come together to talk about that. And to bring guests on every week who will help us figure this out. And uh, today, we are, uh, is no exception to that rule. We, uh, we have a wonderful guest. We've had him on before. And uh, I actually wrote about this, this guy today uh, in, in, in my catch. His name is Alexander Klein. He's 25 years old. He is uh, the next president of the United States, or maybe now it's going to be a few more years out there, but he eventually is going to make it. When you hear him talk, you'll see why I say that. Uh, Incredible guy, incredible compassion for somebody his age. And um, uh, I'm not going to say anything more where he's going to jump. Actually, I've got to call him up. Normally, I have him on the phone. Uh, before we get to this point, but um, this time I have to call him up. So uh, this is always fun, you know. You don't. Uh, you want to make sure you're going to get get somebody, um, and we'll we'll find out here in just a minute if uh, if Alex is is going to be ready for this. Yeah, uh, it's been a good couple days. I hope you've had a good week so far. Um, we certainly have, and uh, uh, we're gonna see whether we get get somebody here. <laughs> this is always a, a fun little uh, fun little exercise. <clears throat> okay, well, um, I think what I'll do is uh, stop this. Cancel this call and the project five subscriber you have called is not available. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, we don't we don't want to do that. I don't I don't think we want it. Do you want to leave a message? I I don't want to leave a message. Okay, but we're going to try it again, and um, hope that uh, Alex is near his phone. He's got the he, this guy is internet savvy, and he's got the weirdest. I don't know what kind of phone company he's got. Everything he has is something I've never heard of before. So uh, he, he, he's just basically saving money whether, wherever he can, and, and he can do that. Okay. Well, this is a... Uh, the Project 5 subscriber you have cool. called is not available. Please leave a... Hmm. 
Okay. Um, I hope I'm calling the right number. We will try it one more time. You know what happens is uh, this call comes in from New York, and sometimes people people just go, New York? Who's calling me from New York? Well, it's me, John, you know, and I'm, I may be right around the corner, but the switchboard's going through my computer, and it's coming out of New York. So um, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about the, the, the mean-spirited culture that we live in right now. And we're going to try and the figure Project out where that comes The Project 5 subscriber you have called is not available. Well, Please leave a Hmm. Let's see. Um, no, no, this is, uh, as far as I know, it's the right number. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, send him a, a text here and see if uh, see if I can get him there. Um, let him know I'm calling. Here we go. Uh, number from New York. Maybe I should tell him that, huh? Okay. Hang on, folks. We're, you know, we're we're going to be there. Don't worry. Well, uh, this is just just a little bit of adventure. Uh, hey, John. Hmm. Hey, there Hello? you are. Did you, uh, can you hear me? Alex, can you hear me? Can well, you hear me? Um, I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Yes, perfect. You got me now? Uh, yep. <laughs> I, had, I had to call you a few times. So uh, was that because you didn't, under, you didn't recognize the New York phone number? <laughs> no, it's because of Project Phi. And how they route my calls, <laughs> and it's been this is the last uh, month that I use Google's phone service. <laughs> oh, well, you're usually so high on everything else that Google does. I know, but see, they uh, they're migrating all of my favorite engineers from Project Phi and the Telecon game to their new Skype com- competitor for enterprise, which is called uh, Meet uh, Meet dot Google dot com. Oh. M E E T. It's it's interesting or meets. It's like meetings. It's very cool. It's like Hangouts too. You know how I showed you everything with the Hangouts uh, video client? Yeah. They are merging. They're merging a lot of the functionality from Hangouts over to this new platform. I'm sure we'll play with it pretty soon. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, that that I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm you know you know I'm trying to learn a little bit. Every every day, I think you're learning a lot. Uh, it's hard, man. <laughs> it is hard. Um, well, thanks for uh, thanks for freeing up some time to to be with us again on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And I've told everybody that uh, what we want to talk today about is this mean spirited kind of uh, attitude that we have in our country right now, and. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to get your take on where you think it might be coming from. I think you know we can't blame everyone. We can't blame Trump for everything, and uh, it seems to me that 
we already had this going pretty pretty full blast before Trump showed up, and and it, it may have be, been actually what gelled his his uh, whole campaign. Um, maybe not so much that he he created, but created it, but he 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 rolled in on its uh, uh, you know on its on its wheels. I I don't know. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Well, first off, yeah, I think we can't credit him or his team with take, with actually creating the the beasts that we are dealing with today. And if we pay attention to the yeah. the bullying movement and also the different political movements that beyond the Occupy or Black Lives Matter, which both also pertain to the general attitude of the country. Ultimately, I just tie it back to the convalescence or the means of which how we're communicating and the communication that we are doing today is heavily, heavily based on post-Internet mannerisms and post-Internet etiquette. And I think that the anonymization of ourselves, and even if you're not anonymized, just posting from a platform like Facebook or Twitter allows you to be so separated from the actual impact of our words that we may be expressing to people or our conflict and the, the assessment of the individuals that meet, we are in conflict with. I think that that is one of the primary factors as to why we are so, I guess, uh, we are much more volatile and vile in our expression today. Wow. Um, so it's because, uh, or at least that's part, partly, I would say, uh, because maybe we're not considering the consequences of of our words. Absolutely. Absolutely. And seeing the real effect of the words that we're using. And this goes for all of us. You know, we, uh, our our language will evolve dependently on how everyone is collectively using it. And we are, you know, it's like the same thing with, the shortening of certain certain words for texting and then the, the simplification of concepts. And now, you know, we're simplifying and really downplaying the effects of, it, it sounds so, it, it sounds so hypersensitive, but it, it really is an intrinsic question that we have to ask ourselves is how much are we simplifying the, the words that we are using and the, the quickness to react. It's like, I see a reactionary, um, I guess, Hmm. ripple out of both both aspects of our country right now you know you send somebody a news article and they will react off of the first four words of the headlines more so than the actual retention of the article and then reflection having had read it you know alex i can't this is amazing because i can't help but think of the story you told me in person yesterday about the fact that you you used to be a fighter, or at least you you would get into fights now and then, and you were pretty good at mm-hmm. it. And and at one point, you really hurt somebody, or at least potentially could have done permanent damage. And and you mm-hmm. saw that, and that you what you shared with me is that completely changed your attitude about that. And and. Uh, and, and pulled you out of, of of wanting to ever deal with with uh, that that way of of expressing your anger to anyone, and uh, 
So I, I you know, if we're not that you're watching somebody lying on the ground right there, right? But on yeah. my computer, yeah. I don't I don't get to see them. I don't get to, I don't see them get hit. I don't get to see anything that happens to them. Is that would that be a good good illustration of what you're talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. You're Yeah, you are not present for the blows that we may be landing. And it's the same thing with also knowing with the the words that we express in person too remembering that everybody is coming from a different a different set of experiences and we cannot we cannot oversimplify them and their expression and resort to i don't know i guess it's just it's not being a better person in in the sense of like a superiority it's being a more empathetic person or being a more conscious person or being a better listener if anything and just really taking the time to appreciate what is going on but if it escalates and then you get into that negative volleying of people's egos or expressions or words or even fists in that example you have to be present physically to see the damage and the causes because when we're so when we're separated by a veal of a computer and a keyboard and this is a, a, a old conversation this goes back longer than 10 years hmm. if you're at the keyboard it is so easy to just send very nasty statements, hit enter, and then not think anything of it, and it'll just kind of go like a message in the bottle. But we have to think about the public mm. individuals, even with our country's acceptance of just the constant beratement of our current administration. In fact, I'm happy that we can express ourselves in the opinions, but we have to recognize, too, that these are human beings as well who are being incredibly – it's like – this is the same thing that I always discussed with the Obama administration and the amount of flaming and hatred that was expressed by perhaps the supporters of the current administration mm -hmm. then. This is just a pendulum swing, you know, and we have to look at how our country is expressing itself as the core tenants. And that expression on both sides is what it will lead to these individuals like the current president or other people who use only the power base of the the feelings of the people it's like we are enabling this we are not mm. we are not subject to the control as much as it's being portrayed like this is not our fault we have to own the responsibility of all of us in accepting this type of i guess behavior yeah. we shouldn't be we should be yeah. much more prone to conflict resolution and i think that when we embrace that and embrace empathy more then our political representatives will, of course, emulate and reflect our values. Alex, do you think there's a chance that that we can do that? Do you think we can? Do you think we can get go? See, I get worried that that we can't go back. What that? Because when I when I look uh, into history of politics. I can see I, – I, I know we've always had wars, political wars, all the way back to the first presidents, I'm, I'm sure, and the two parties. But it seems that there's, there's always been a certain uh, respect for civility and, uh, you know, we're, we can have a good debate – but then we can go out and drink a beer afterwards. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. we're we're somehow still human beings, and 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 it seems like 
we've we're losing that, and it makes me wonder: can we ever get that back? I, uh, you know, I I agree. It's it's a very daunting task with the current climate of this country. And when I even say current climate, I'm looking at all the way back to re- Reconstruction era post Civil War. I think we have to, as a collective country, outside of a lot of other injustices, really look at how our country came back together after the big divide that has still affected us because it was only, you know, about 100 years. It only had elapsed about 100 years from when my father was born, roughly. And that, you have to really imagine that that's, that's within generational lifetimes and that will completely shape the outlooks of the people in the country. And Reconstruction is barely, barely discussed, especially today. And we really don't discuss the Civil War enough. And yet people are discussing Civil War. And we are at a Civil War, a Civil Conflict. of Our country is very divided. And more so in now, I think, than, you know, even in the era of the, I guess, when I was younger, I didn't feel this stark contrast of the country even during George Bush. It was mm-hmm. during Obama and going post-Obama that this country really, really felt like there was a, a fracture and a certain connection to facts and the regurgitation of certain headlines or concepts that hadn't been evaluated. And we didn't check this during the Obama administration, and we didn't check social media during that time because it was, I think it was more moderate. It wasn't very liberal, and it was, you know, in the terms of how we conducted our fight on global terrorism it was far from, you know, progressive because we, we, we still engaged in a lot of conflicts and we, you know, withdrew only to reenter ourselves into those conflicts. But overall, the, t- the way that the country discussed and conducted itself seemed to be much more conservative, yet a moderate conservative and very professional, very personable and human still. The current climate yeah, is yeah. a very dehumanizing approach. And again, going back to yeah. do, do I think we can do it? I believe so, because I believe now the same way that our system has kind of been utilized and tooled or even influenced in certain aspects for whatever larger interests than just the collective people, I think nowadays with the the democratization of the information that's out there and how it's so widely available, people that are younger will have, I guess, asymmetrical or unorthodox approaches to it, which now I'm reciting or citing that there is a young woman in New Jersey who is a very progressive, liberal-minded woman fighting for the gay and lesbian community along with other underrepresented underrepresented um, aspects of our 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 culture, but she is uh, electing herself, or not electing, she is running on the platform of the Republican Party and not the Democratic Party because of the Democratic Party's own exposed corruption. So this is a very exciting time because, see, now if we allow ourselves to, to disregard the labels and really look at the ideals of whatever political party we choose to reflect ourselves in, we can change the standard mold. So perhaps just Hmm. like how Democrats and Republicans during the Civil War were completely different than what they are today, because Lincoln was a Republican, 
and he was a different Republican right. than what a current Republican would be. And then we, they had conservatives, progressives. And back then, they even labeled the, I think, maybe one of the branches of this very core GOP party as just the white supremacist body. And that actually was in the legal political parties, like, language. And that baffles me because we don't discuss that to this day, but there has always been a political platform for that expression of this country. And until we address that forthright and very accurately, we're going to be dealing with a lot of problems. Wow. White, white, well, of course that now some people are saying those are the, those, that, that was the faction that elected Trump. Right. Yes, and I think that 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 is it's a definitely it's a tool that was utilized by it, and I think it's it's very it's a very real that people have to appreciate is that there is there is that movement and that movement was only stoked and and um, and stoked as in like the stoking of a fire I should say it was only fueled or fanned by not mm-hmm. just the Obama administration, but this goes back even into the Clinton days and in, in some very interesting trade agreements. And we have to like pay attention to the conservative and the hyper-conservative and perhaps more right-wing perspective on some of the deals that were done that kind of led to the brewing of the militia mentality and the far-right mentality and the conspiratorial mentalities, the people that gave us the Infowars, Alex Jones individuals, the way that labeling was so easily applied to Hillary to where if you Google search her, it's lying Hillary over Hillary Clinton. That type of labeling was trained into people. And this is not something that just happened overnight. You can't give it that much credit. This has been a long time coming. Wow. Um, I think we should just embrace what the Civil War taught us and perhaps go forward in reconstruction again and how to meld and integrate with both sides of the country and get them back to civil discussion and diffuse this, the other discussions. Wow. Do you think that can happen? Do you think we can do that? Honestly? Yeah. Oh, I totally think we can. I think that it's going to take first people having more constructive media outlets that do better investigative journalism as opposed to going like doing a pendulum swing. It's like we need to hold everybody accountable on both sides of the platform so that we can effectively, it's like for, for everything that I really criticize on this president, he was stopped by his own platform in the executive orders to begin the process of the dismantling of the electoral college. And it was, it's a very interesting meeting that was conducted behind closed doors. But what was reported is, is that a couple of senators from the South dis- discussed that they would lose the ability to maintain control of the election cycles if they were to do that, because the Electoral College favors the gaming system of different delegates that can be assigned based on whatever states and how the actual delegates represent the whole electing process as opposed to the popular vote. Now, Trump himself was trying to make good on his promises to remove that, and it was his encampment that stopped him. And that's, that's something that we need to identify, too. So uh, for, every, for all intents and purposes, we have to accept that 
this is a very radical administration, but it has been radically trying to stick to its guns about everything to its core base. And we have to be wary of political platforms that do that because they are not very universal. You know, the people Mm -hmm. who really elected this are a very core conservative group and he's going for their values. And that's not the rest of the country in any shape or form. We see the Republicans and Democrats alike are criticizing them under different, different scruples. And this is part of the part of the effects that we get from that. So we should identify, okay, how many times has a popular vote not reflected our administration following suit? And what are the effects of that? Wow. Ah, well, my friend, um, I, uh, I found out for the first time that uh, you have uh, your, it sounds like you're entertaining some political aspirations of your own. Um, is that true? Is that something that you think you would uh, are going to end up being involved in? Ultimately, yeah. I I definitely want to be involved in my community, so I think that that in itself will be political. Mm-hmm. I think at the municipal level, mm-hmm. wherever I live, I will always participate with the city councils and kind of starting with the grassroots movements of just affecting your neighborhoods. And I advise other people of every generation to consider it like – it's not a hierarchy. It's just a matter of importance. You know, you want to start with your cities and what's going on in your city. And then you go and you work your way up from your city to your county to then your state to then our country. And we will, we will inevitably in doing that have a greater scope on what the needs are of all of our people and how to better address them as opposed to just basing it off of, the talking points that are being reflected by people that may not be in our hemispheres and municipal politics and state politics should be the forefront forefront of our main objectives right now, just so that we can preserve, preserve our local values. And then as a country, we need to engage in that debate, but it only comes from being active yourself. It can't be from the couch and it can't be from the perspective and the, the ideas that are being fed to you by any outlet, because ultimately, no matter whom they are, they have their own opinion. And I really encourage everyone to form their own opinions and to be vocal about them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that would be great. Um, so I think we're starting to answer my question. Uh, my, my final question is, I mean, what can we do? What can we as regular citizens do uh, about this this mean spirited attitude, um, what is there anything that we can um, uh, help? You know, how, how do we help heal this? Um, in our, well, when we are wherever we can, when we're faced with anger from any side, regardless of their political or theological or social ideologies, when we're faced with anger, the first thing that we have to do is recognize beyond our, our country's affiliation, we are all human beings. And it's a very basic and easy concept. If you just see and use your eyes to see the person in front of you, we're all human and we need to have civil and human discussions with whomever we disagree with and figure out how, we can compromise and that is how we get things 
done and solved as opposed to reflecting each other's statements. Listen to it and uh. respond. Don't react, respond. We need to discuss. We need to confront each other as a base, but not with sticks and bats and guns. We need to be confident in our own brains and our own values by doing our own independent research and empowering ourselves. And then we can go out there and start creating solutions. But we will never do that without actually educating ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and how do we teach that to people? How, how is that going to get – I get concerned that, that, that people just aren't going to hear that um, or see I agree. it modeled. I, I think it's just uh, as more people will stand up and more people in, in, inspire them to be and give them the ear and the opportunity to feel like they have that and kind of promote that confidence. Mm-hmm. It will, and you can do that within your political opponents too. You'd be amazed at what respecting your opponent would give you in a civil discussion as opposed to disrespecting them. So even if we choose to engage in these debates and we consciously hear out whether, whether it, it, dis, it, you know, it is in direct contrast to our values, even if it will get to a more tense approach, allow people that catharsis to express their emotions too mm-hmm. and do so with yourself. And just, it's very simple. Right. It's like everybody says the same thing, do unto others as we would do unto ourselves. So we need to start listening to each other. And that's all across the board and discussing things. And if we just really just focus on the listening part, I guess, and we encourage that and we do that by social model of us, you and I, John, listening to whom we speak to and then formulating our Mm -hmm. replies, then I think that that will be the best change because other people will inherently display that, you know, as, as a, as a lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you see any of the debates? In this last election between Hillary and, and Donald. Oh, oh yes, of course. They were completely <laughs> polar, polar entities. And they were mean, and they were words, and and they were so. Chi- didn't you think it was childish, almost that someone should have just walked in, or would you just stop it? <laughs> I would. Nobody uh, to do that. I. You know? <laughs> Yeah, there was, well, that's because there was nobody that really knew how to handle such a climate. And they, you know, it's, it's sad because our emotions can be triggered and certain things. It's just, we have to maintain that poised demeanor that I think Hillary did, Mm -hmm. did really contain. And for the most part, she was very, very elegant, but even then she, there were moments that she broke and, you yeah. know, it's it's hard not to let that side get under her skin. And I think that ultimately it was just an acceptance of there were so many other things at play during the debates that we, it's like, it's not doublespeak, but it's just the nuance of language that they really both couldn't yeah. get into. And I think that that comes yeah. with having career politicians faced with career business people and them both coming from the same region, which is New York City. I'm sure they both had plenty of other things that they were thinking about saying to each other during that debate. And <laughs> it just, it wasn't, it wasn't as authentic to me. Um, you know, I feel like it would have been, it would have been more interesting to see more Bernie 
Trump debates because I feel like they both would have canceled each other out. And the fact that they are very, very identical ends of a double bladed sword. Hmm. You know, and we, we need, we needed something that's more true. Is there, is there, I, I felt myself wishing for, for there to be some kind of, some kind of authority over, over this that would lay some down some rules, you know? I mean, if, if we forgot the civility we used to have, well then let's, let's, artificially at least set some rules that you you just can't step over and let's let's try and be be more civil to one another i don't know if that's ever possible but it well it then see this is what's an interesting concept is that historically and i'm just speaking historically and not saying that we need to apply this in the most layman's terms but historically It was the community, the people, and the church, or whatever theological community groups that would regulate the humility of people, especially in state. But remember, we removed that, and for better or worse, in a more progressive attitude to encompass all peoples without identifying by faith. But we still have to recognize that kind of tribunal or that community approach. And if we would allow if we would allow people of different social or elected, um, I guess, you know, community leaders and also religious leaders, and we just gave them a table to even propose what their community is experiencing as a result of the politics of our country, we could definitely start to, you know, inject much more civility and humility because see a a politician's English is going to be a different than a businessman's English and a community leader's English is going to be different than all of them because see, they're all going to speak with different truths and perspectives and agendas. So we need to get everybody with an agenda together and especially people with the agenda of helping, helping each other. You know, we need a seat at the table in that sense. I don't think that the church should or any church or theological group should be, at the administrative branch, but it should definitely be at the, at the table and in, in just proposing what we can do for our country and solutions. Everybody needs a voice. And I think the internet has provided us with that. It's just now we need to use our voices as we would speaking to somebody we respect and not yell at them. Wow. And, <laughs> wow. Well, uh, our time, our time's up. This has always been fun. Um, what a final word uh, to to us and just in our daily lives. I really like what you're saying about the anger. I noticed that uh, today, I, for instance, I got upset about something that uh, I read in the paper. And once in a while, I get an idea and I decide I'm going to write a letter to the editor. And and I did. And I I took just a few minutes. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to take a lot of my time to do something like this. And I, I, I did it. And then I shared it with my wife. And when I did that, I realized that I, I had a major attitude coming through. And um, mm-hmm. I hadn't even seen it, seen it before, you know. And, and I even made, made a offhanded, you know, slap at, at one of the other letter writers. And, uh, yes. 
and I realized, my gosh, look, look at, look at me, you know, <laughs> and uh, it took that second look uh, to, uh, um, to, to soften everything and say, you know, I, I, they're never even going to hear me because they're all they're going to get is, is the fact that I'm upset about this. And, uh, and I think exactly. Don't, don't you think that, you know, I, the internet, I, I can see how you say has led to this because we hit, we just hit the button way too soon and don't give ourselves a chance right. to live with this stuff. Um, so any, any, I just think that we need to convert each other, <laughs> uh, you know, okay. convert each other to each other's sides and listen. <laughs> well, it's, it's a joke in, in a sense, but you know how it was like recruiting rather than try and, do battle and you know it's like if we could imagine what somebody who is outwardly trying to recruit or do a conversion or trying to help somebody's life that type of approach right we need to have that mm-hmm. attitude with with the other side whoever it is as in the opponent or the antagonist or however you deem it in your life and we want to try and get them on our side and us on their side so that we can really just put aside all of the other, perhaps not even our own personal values that are being expressed. Because I think more often than not, we are, uh uh-oh, dog's gone off. So go inside, siren. Um, More (laughs) often than not, we're failing to, we're failing to really hear what that person is saying in that moment and respond to that. Mm To that as them as opposed to us just responding based on our perspective of the greater the greater topic it's like we're not identifying the these people's either handicaps or their struggles or their personal biases education or that lack thereof ah. that's the type of thing that we need to be doing we need to be paying attention to the, everybody just like with mm-hmm. The indifference of people, you know, it's the same thing that has led us to the bullying and the suicides and stuff like that. We need to pay more attention to people who are expressing these values. And like you did, just take a second when you're replying, which is great with writing letters Mm -hmm. and and participating in the discussions online because you can do this and rehearse and practice before you do this in public or at oration or in, you know, in bigger debates. But when you do it by writing, you give yourself that time and the discipline to do exactly what you had done, which is reflect upon it and reflecting with other people and then kind of getting, that's the human experience is then we are, we are effectively evolving and really solving the discussion as opposed to just hammering the discussion like a ball back and forth with tennis rackets. We want to stop Mm. and analyze for a second what we are discussing and then go forward. You know, but this takes a lot of self-discipline on just breathing, relaxing, and really the encouragement that we have to express in each other that we can do this as opposed to that pressure of having to have that quick wit or the lightning bolt reply, you know, to be the first one. That's Mm -hmm. a, that's a common thing now. Yeah. And then there's so much we could add to this that needs to go underneath all of this is uh, our humanness, uh, our, uh, the fact that we're all made in the image of God, having a respect uh, for each other, that basic, that basic level of, of, 
of uh, uh, human respect and love, and boy, you know, it all has to, it all has to start, start from somewhere. Yeah, it it well, all comes been, back to it, and you know that's that's yep. why I was there. Sorry. <laughs> that's good. I I I got to close it up. Um, this was so good, and I I thank you so much for being a part. Uh, once again, of our discussion on Blog Talk Radio, Alex, appreciate it. Um, uh, and I hope any uh, any any further words. Uh, you know, you know, I hope you're gonna gonna be a politician someday. I I really do. I I hope that um, uh, you can make a change because I I really think you've got the right kind of stuff to. Uh, get people thinking along better lines. So uh, I wish you well in whatever you seek to do there. Well, thank you very much. And I would just like to encourage everybody to listen to each other, to love each other, regardless of your skin color, race, creed, nationality. We are all denizens and inhabitants of this earth, and we are all reflections of the universe, God, and everything else you would like to call it. So just be kind to each other and be Beautiful. kind to yourself. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alex. Bless you. Thank you, John. Take care. Bless you. Okay. Bye. Yep. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. That was good. That was so good. Ah. We just got, we got a lot of work to do. That's probably one really cool thing about what's going on right now is that we can make a difference. And it starts right with you, and it, it even goes right down to your emails and to your comments on on the phone and on the radio and and through newspaper or whatever you're gonna do. Oh boy, we can make a difference. That's where we go. It's gotta start somewhere. Um, and uh, you know, we ultimately we ultimately do want to convert people. We, we, we want people to, to hear about Jesus. And so we've got, you know, to first establish a relationship of trust and respect. And uh, that's where it all begins with everything. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Next week, Blog Talk Radio, we'll have another relevant discussion to your life and my life. God bless you. Take care. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to catch every day. God bless. Bye-bye.